friends, welcome. This is it. We have over a decade of episodes unpacking stories and life to help you discover your purpose, your divine design, and what you are wired to do. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt. Please subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to Girlfriend It so we can be in it together. All right. Welcome, welcome. We have Lainey Greer today, a personal trainer. Uh, She's also a nutrition consultant, an author, and a blogger. And Lainey, you have your master's degree in leadership and also 10 years of working in the local church, uh, which uh, obviously is giving you quite a bit of experience in what we are going to jump into. And that's talking about burnout, burnout in ministry. So welcome to the show, Lainey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I just want to talk about uh, that you feel numb, you feel foggy, people drain you. These are some of the symptoms and the signs of, you know, hey, you're waking up and you just can't even get motivated to go into the building. Uh, what What is up? Share some of your thoughts on how this happens. Yeah, so burnout is, is pretty much just um, something that anybody can experience in any occupation. Um, I think especially ministry, just for certain reasons, spiritual reasons, but usually it comes with several indicators, and that would just be emotional or physical exhaustion. You just, like you said, you feel like you can't get up, go into work, um, and it's not just an something that happens occasionally like it's an everyday just feeling of of dread um there's a depersonalization that happens so meaning just like there's a sense about yourself and your surroundings that just doesn't feel real kind of like you're you're not happening in your life if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um and then a, a cynicism so you can just be really um pessimistic you know there's there's no hope in anything that you're doing you don't get any joy or fulfillment from you know your work life and then just an overall sense that you know what I'm doing is it is it really even effective Mm -hmm. I think all those are kind of the typical tendencies of of burnout and and I want to pause there on you know what what I'm doing is it even making a difference uh, for over a decade, my business partner and I worked in this the sex industry and helping women that were either taken or they were working in um, the porn industry or just in, in strip clubs. And there were a few women that actually left that industry and a few of them that went back into the industry. So you you just feel like what you're doing isn't making a difference. And after a while, I definitely had that that cynicism and, and burnout where you go, okay, I'm spending way too much time and I feel like all I'm, I'm in a place where people just continuously take um, and, and it has to do a lot with being in that particular industry. They have been taken from so much. So, so now they're in their process of taking but just to encourage those that are listening, if, if you are in ministry and you're feeling that way, to find a support group or find somebody to talk to, to be able to share what, what helped me, instead of thinking, and it's not like I even 
thought this uh, like it, it, consciously that, oh, I have to have such an impact um, and they're my project. But I realized I was, I was seeing people as my project rather than I'm, I'm just here throwing seeds. I'm just here because I'm being obedient to what God has called me to do. And just two days ago, I had one of my girls that I, I, I work with college girls and she sent me a video. And from the time I had her in my life group, this particular girl, I would always have the girls, I called it flower up. And we would lay on my living room floor in a big circle. Sometimes I put a candle in the, in the middle of the circle and we would just share. So they had to put their phones away. I would turn the lights, you know, down. It sounds really cultish and creepy, but then we would just talk about things that you're not facing each other. They could just share. And she sent me a picture because now she's working with a group of um, high school girls and they had all flowered up. They were all laying there on the floor with their heads together. And she said, I just want you to know I'm continuing that legacy. And I, and I say that because I can't tell you, and I'm sure you have the same stories, how many times that you would have an event at your house and, you know, 30 of them said they were going to show up and you'd have five. And you just felt like, why am I putting all this work and effort? I have five gallons of spaghetti and no one to feed or just whatever it was where you go, okay, I am done, God. I don't know, you know, why you've called me to do this, but I am, I'm burned out. And then God gives you those little windows of, nope, this is the impact you are having. This is the seed that was planted. This is the the legacy that that you are are carrying on for for him. So I I just want you to share. Do you have those stories like that where you just you forget that you're just planting seeds? You don't always have to see the outcome of what you're doing right right then. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was a lesson that I had to learn and it took me a lot of years in ministry um, because yeah. I was, I was tying my effectiveness and even, even my worth in ministry to, you know, outcomes that I was wanting to see, um, you know, just pouring so much into, you know, I too had college girls and high school girls in my house all the time, um, just pouring so much into them and, and wanting so much, um, you know, change and, and the Lord to do so much in their lives um, and not seeing the fruit from that, you know, as, as often or as quickly as I thought I should, um, which that's the Holy Spirit's job. You know, that, that wasn't, that wasn't my job. The Lord is just using me, like you said, to plant those seeds. Um, so it, it did take me several years not to um, evaluate my effectiveness based on, you know, the, the things that I was seeing happen in, in their lives or not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to encouragement, like you said, that's a huge piece of it as well, because if you're not, if you're not seeing that from the people you're ministering to, you need other people speaking into your life um, and telling you, Hey, you know, you, you are doing a great thing with this ministry and working with this, this group of girls Um and so recognizing, you know, that you need people that are kind of championing you and what you're doing. Um, and ultimately, just remembering the fact, too, that, you know, hopefully you're following a calling from the Lord in, you know, ministering to the people that you are or being in the, the role or the job that you are. Um, 
And so the Lord has called you to that. He's going to sustain you in it, but it's just Mm -hmm. going about it in a healthy way. That's important. Yeah. And like you said, he will sustain you in it. Try trying to find that healthy way because I I have heard of so many that start self-medicating, you know, that that coping mechanism has gone underground or dark. And we see stories all the time of pastors and, you know, all of a sudden they have this little closet hidden, you know, either an affair or overeating, overworking, over drinking. Um, I know for a lot of the women's directors that I have talked to, it's even overspending where they just, you know, after uh, a retreat or something where you were just worn out, you do this, this therapy, uh, retail therapy, and it's a real thing. It's, it's just something to self-medicate and it can spiral downward because you're just you, you instead, and it's so easy. It's so trite for us to go, Oh no, get into God's word, you know, and ask the Holy spirit to help you. It's like, okay, I don't even feel like doing that. And, and it, that's where, like you said, the cynicism comes in. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, I have done uh, ministry for years and years and years that when I realized okay, maybe just maybe there's a little bit of burnout here. When you would be sitting there at a table and people are sharing their ideas, often it was the younger generation sharing ideas. And inside I was rolling my eyes going, oh yeah, like we haven't tried that already. So I was like, okay, God, please work on my heart right now. And do you have any thoughts to add to that? Um, yeah, as far as what, what the Lord needs to do in us, um, yeah, I, something that, um, I needed, like I said, were, were those people in my life to, to come alongside me and encourage me. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't recognize that at the time. Um, I, I needed to somebody to tell me, Hey, it's okay to take a day off. You know, it's okay to, to not always. Um, open your house for people and to be yeah. able to say, I need a break. Um, and just to spend time, you know, taking care of myself and, you know, physically, but also spiritually, you know, you're, if you're in ministry, you're helping others with their spiritual walks with the Lord, but you also need to be obviously caring for yourself first in order to be able to lead them well. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, take some time off. It, it's, it's a balancing act. I, at one point I was doing ministry and the woman who was in charge, we were doing um, a 24 seven prayer uh, at our church. And, and I, I'm not, I'm not bagging on her. I'm saying this is some of the stuff we do in ministry all in the name of, you know, we love Jesus. And I think we had like a 2 a.m. sign in that we as a, a group of women were going to go and pray. And it was it was beautiful. Uh, it was a really neat experience to go pray together at two o'clock in the morning. But it was also a time where I had an infant and you when people spiritualize something uh, and you feel less than or I'm not as holy as everyone else mm-hmm. uh, to really do that that self-check of why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I don't want to let other people down? Or am I doing this because this is really where I feel the, the Holy Spirit 
is, is having me to be obedient. And that is so hard. Wouldn't you agree? It's so hard when people spiritualize things. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it is. And, and that was something that I even would do to myself. Um, because I, I was single during the time that I was in, in church ministry. So I, you know, didn't have a husband, I didn't have a family to take care of. So I just, I really operated with that sense of, okay, I'm in this season, I can go above and beyond and completely just pour out, you know, myself for these girls and never had a time where, um, you know, that wasn't happening because I, I, and that's a good principle. That's a good way to operate. But I did kind of over spiritualize it and thinking like, this is what I'm supposed to do all the time. Um, and then not recognizing that, Hey, you know, I, I needed, I needed to have a break. I needed to care for myself a little bit better. And, and there was pressure too, not, not overt stated pressures, but, um, even just from, you know, I felt it from the church, from, from the other, uh, mm-hmm. people on staff sometimes of, well, you can do this because, you don't have these other responsibilities in your life. Um, so, so that was also challenging because I, I needed people to recognize, you know, Hey, she, she may not need to do this right now, even though she doesn't have to go home and, you know, take care of her family necessarily. Yeah. It's interesting what we do. And, and like you said, that's just not just in the Christian realm, but everywhere I was leading a Bible study one time and they came up, the group came up with an idea of what they were, they were going to be making something for um, this orphanage in Africa. And one of the younger girls pushed whatever it was on to the table where a group of older, you know, they were like 50 and over. And, and some of these women worked and, and they were busy and active. And she said, you guys do this because um, you're you're older and you have time. You're not raising your kids. And I just thought, oh, what we do, you know, it's like no filter there on. It goes both ways, right? You're feeling that way because you were single at the time and that's being pushed on you. So we, we have to be aware of our, our words and how that can um, just lead to guilt and shame and, and burnout. And uh, the culture, like you said, sometimes from the church, I think it's easy to, if you have a leader who is working their tail off and they're work, a workaholic, that's all trickling down where this urgency of, I even had a situation where a leader said, okay, Jesus died on the cross for you. You can do this. <laughs> it's like, once again, when we spiritualize it, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, we have to be, that's just a huge warning bell. You know, when someone's making those comments and shaming you in, in that way. Uh, so a couple of, of just looking for those signs, like you said, being being cynical um, when when you're self-medicating, you know, you're doing things either overspending or over drinking or overeating, whatever it is. uh, What would be another sign that you see that you're burning out? Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of just physical signs, too. Um, I had really bad 
tension headaches all the time. I mean, I'd wake up in the morning and have it all day. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, there are a lot of GI issues, gastrointestinal problems that we have from stress. Stress can manifest in the body in just a multiplicity of ways. There's high blood pressure. You know, you may not have um, that history in your family or whatever, but if you're if you're burnt out, if you're just running in a state of high anxiety, high stress all the time, then you could create high blood pressure issues. Um, even weight loss or weight gain can be a sign. Um, mm-hmm. Being tired all the time, you know, there's a lot of ways that that our body sometimes is trying to get our attention um, and tell us, hey, hey, you're burning out. Um, and depression, I think, would be kind of the biggest one. And unfortunately, you know, we do see that in ministry a lot um, mm-hmm. from church leaders. They're depressed, but because there's a, just this cycle of, you know, I can't, I can't talk about the factors that are leading to depression. So I certainly can't talk about the fact that I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just supposed to hide it. And then unfortunately, you know, we, we have seen, especially in the last several years, um, some very high high profile pastors who've committed suicide just because it may not have, you know, stemmed from burnout necessarily, but from depression that goes, mm-hmm. you know, untreated and unrecognized. Um, and all these things, you know, they ultimately kind of overlap and, and uh, factor in on each other. So it's important that, you know, our, our church leaders especially have the, um, you know, the awareness of this stuff could be a possibility, how to guard against it. And then to, to lead that way and to show, you know, the, the people in your church of, you know, I'm paying attention to uh, the stress in my life and how it's affecting mm-hmm. me because I want to be able to lead well and then wanting wanting them to do the same for their families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a friend who had been doing ministry for a long time and I realized uh, she wasn't laughing anymore. I, I just felt like the joy had literally just kind of seeped out of her body. And she used to be this fun, happy-go-lucky person to where, uh, I, yeah, it was just kind of sad where I found myself thinking when I was with her, are you okay? And and I didn't want to every single time you're with that person be like, are you doing all right? Are you okay? <laughs> you don't want to be that person either. But I genuinely, all I could, you know, and I say all I can do is is pray, and that is a huge gift to give your friends. But I felt like, okay, I have to stop asking her because if she's not going to be transparent and say, no, I, I'm not fine, uh, there's, there's not a whole lot. And all you can do is pray that somebody else will come along that she can feel transparent with to be able to be, you know, vulnerable and be honest and, and get some help. But when I think that's a big one, when nothing seems funny anymore and you even resent other people for enjoying their life and you start like pointing the finger and blaming everybody because you're not able to refuel and rejuvenate, um, it it can be get into a nasty place. And I, I think it's important as a leader and I know you you have your degree, um, your master's degree in leadership to be able to recognize that, because I feel like in the church right now, um, and this sounds accusatory, but we have a lot of especially going through covid and the pandemic. There is a lot of pressure. Not only do you have to show up 
and and pour in to to other people, but you're having to do it uh, in using social media. So, I mean, I hear this all the time. If we put something out on online, then every single person here on staff should be commenting on it, should be liking it, should be helping it, you know, be able to go viral. So you need to push it out to your friends. And some people just aren't cut out that way. It, 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 they're not into the social media. I know if, if you ask my husband to do that, he, he does not believe in social media at all. He's never signed up for anything, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It just He just won't have any part of it. Uh, so some people, that's just not their thing. And, and have you noticed that? As a matter of fact, I ask you a question and then I'm jumping in. Um, where it, it's become to the point that we have to make our pastors and our leaders almost like Instagram famous or we're not doing our job. That's just another way that we're getting Jesus out there is by trying to get our church to be um, a, a social media name. So what what are your thoughts with that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, social media has... Um, the ability to do great things to help, you know, the church and, and just to um, share things about the Christian faith, but then um, also has a lot of pitfalls, unfortunately. And, um, you know, we, we do have a church culture that um, we really like celebrity type pastors and, and church leaders. And we, you know, feel like we know them and know their lives because of social media, which is not all the time, you know, there's there are good things that come from that um but it can also just create this mindset of oh this person never struggles with anything this person is always you know thinking um about you know ways that they can help others or they're always putting out bible verses or you know inspirational quotes and things and while yes like hopefully that's what's happening most of the time like we also struggle um and and we should be able to be real with that as well. Um, but social media can just kind of create this facade that um, can also play into burnout. If we feel like I've always got to be putting out my, my best base, um, I can't, again, you know, be real with what's going on and how I'm struggling. Um, it's all just, just a cycle uh, that perpetu- perpetuates the issue. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was even thinking of, Um, you know, you're saying it perpetuates the issue that there's something about doing ministry that's different than the burnout in the corporate world. And I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's simply because not only, and I'm going to give an example of someone that I know was just recently um, terminated after 20 plus years of doing ministry. And it hurts you more, I think, because this is not only your boss; it's your, um, it's it's your pastor, it's your best friend, it's that person that has walked next to you, has been your mentor, and when you deal with and you're struggling and you're um, looking for direction, it can be almost abusive. Uh, and you don't know, once again, because there's that spiritualization and you're not doing it enough 
God expects more out of you or, or what, whatever it is. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom in how people can connect in that way? Because I do think it's different in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, something, this is just a very uh, personal example, but it happens, it, changing our thinking in this way needs to happen on even a seminary level. So I, I have um, master's from seminary, I'm completing a PhD, and um, this type of mindset, you know, I, I see it on the seminary campus of really high expectations. Um, you know, you are trying to get all this work done. You're not caring for yourself like you need to, but you can't talk about it. You can't show other people that you're struggling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your professors, maybe even your pastor at church, they may understand, but you feel like you can't talk to them about it because you shouldn't show that you're struggling. Um, so it's just a complete a mind shift that just needs to happen from recognizing that, you know, the spiritual side of, of um, burnout is important to deal with too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a friend who 20 years is the evangelical pastor and now he has walked away from his Christian faith all altogether. And, and, and because of burnout, um, not only did he not take care of himself, uh, he he started thinking of the congregation as, you know, they weren't supportive. They were continuously criticizing everything about the church that you start wondering, you know, where where is God in all this? And uh, it's 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 a hard thing because we uh, I was with a bunch of my my friends that we grew up in the same neighborhood together and none of their kids are going to church anymore. And a few of them said because of the hypocrisy in church. And I said, this is horrific because we are the church. So they're seeing us as the hypocrite. They're seeing each and every one of us, including me, that we're not representing Christ well. We're not taking care of each other. And I think it really just does start with the staff of being able to take care of them as the church, letting them know we care about you and are you taking care of yourself? Um, It's important for the leaders in the church to take care of their staff but also for us as the church to make sure they are getting the support and being taken care of. Uh, We have 30 more seconds here, Lainey. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. I will put your information up where people can find you, especially uh, to find out about your books that are, are coming out. And you have one just massive tip that you can share to help us with if we are in a place of, of burnout? Yeah, for sure. I would just say, listen to others, you know, your loved ones, family, friends, the people closest to you, they're going to be able to speak into your life in ways that they may see burnout happening. And um, just being willing to listen and being authentic with where you are. Mm. Boy, isn't that the truth? If we could, if we could all just listen. Well, thanks again. And if you can our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.